in purple haze ooh, to forget about you. Mm-mm. But you lie, you lie, you lie, you lie, you lie. It's the 47th time that I've changed my number. Should call you many fresh cause you the number one stunner. You lie, you lie, you lie, you lie, you lie. Ooh. I gave you something good cause I knew you would give it to me too. Don't date these niggas till you're 43. Hmm. Like, Amen. I mean, a word. A fucking word. That shit still had me on, has me on my back. <laughs> to this day. I was like, damn. She really said that. She in her, she in her 20s and she knows. Listen, do a woman of foresight. Mm. Welcome to Big Boy Brunch, where topics get tasted. I am Lorenzo, a.k.a. Lolo, a.k.a. Zo, a.k.a. the Liberian Aquarian, a.k.a. the Queer by Bear E.N., a.k.a. Sis and Niggas Worst Nightmare, a.k.a. Dick So Bomb, North Korea Won't Smoke, a.k.a. the reason your daddy ain't paying tuition this semester, a.k.a. the deadbeat cousin, a.k.a. Buss and Stuff. It's where I get all of my bus and most of my stuff, a.k.a. Ghost of the Killer Kung Fu Wolf Bitch, a.k.a. Knife Diddy Justin, a.k.a. Rockley's Curry of Life, a.k.a. Faggot of the Darkness Flame, a.k.a. Buy Me a PS5. Purr. Purr! For brunch, I've been feeding for a Benedict, so I made one. We got a Benny with some thick-cut ham and avocado with a side of home fries, crispier than an autumn night at the Pank, with mm. an apple cider mimosa on the side. I'm here with my host with the most, Dre. What's good? I'm here, I'm queer again, and mm. yeah, mm. yeah, come on. Uh. I'm uh. here, I'm queer, I'm here to slay you hoes. Oh. Period. Say that. <laughs> Say that. I'm all here, day and all night. I'm queer, I'm here to slay you hoes. Come on. Oh no. Find the note, find the note, find the note. Uh, I'll, um, <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I'm going to file that under cold cases because I, I can't find the note, but. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, how you been? I have been good. I ventured out today and helped my friend to move um, from his uh, place to now a place with his girlfriend. So they shacking up, as the old people say. As the old old folks say, they shacking up. They shacking on up. Shacking on up. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that was cool. I was like, this is so sweet. I'm going to be at the wedding. Um, You know, if it lasts, because, you know, straight people. Listen. We'll see. But, yeah. So that was like. One wrong wrong move. She's going to go back to her. That's it. That's it. So yeah, I ventured outside and I was like, oh, okay. And it's getting cold over here. So I am it is getting crisp. It is getting crisp. It's like an angry orchard cider out there. That's it's just crisp. I'm feeling it. Literally one day I was with one of my friends. We went to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, around the way to, to grab some food. I was like, I usually don't order pumpkin spice latte stuff because we've been making fun of white women for it for years. But I was like, screw it. The joke's old. Let me just get into it. 
I was like, yeah, let me get a pumpkin spice latte. Mama was like, nah, we out. <laughs> Y'all thought it was a game. It's not. Look, they can look. The moment it dropped below sixty-five, the girls are out. You hear me? The girls are out. They had their Uggs on. Uh, they had their cardigans. They were ready. They, they were the car- right they at the, Starbucks. They had the cardigans on their feet. They had the Cardi B's on the phone. Period. Period. They was ready. Ready. But, yeah, fall has fallen t- to the <laughs> ground. And we're, we're dealing with it. But yeah. I actually enjoy fall a lot. Uh, fall reminds me of football season when mm-hmm. I back when I played in high school that's just just like the feeling in the air the the crisp the crispness the, the all the, the apple like the just like the fresh gourd flavors you get yes. in fall yes uh, some really dope shit drops in fall like some like re- good good television drops in the fall that you get to sh- shack up I get to wear my security hoodie. Um, kids have security blankets. I have a security hoodie. Like <laughs> during the cold months, you will not catch me without a sweatshirt on. So love it. Love but yeah, it. Let's we deserve. Move, yeah, but let's move right along to our geek news segment. A segment I like to call Nerdy Nuggets, the Five Nuts. <laughs> what you gonna do to bring back the gold? God. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Nigga. Just, I'm just. So, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just. What the? Fuck is wrong? All right. So. <laughs> so. Caped Crusader fans everywhere are ce- celebrating Batman Day. Uh, Fans, as well as official DC Comics accounts and writers and artists involved with the iconic comic legend have been sharing images, videos, quotes, and more. But why today? Why is today Batman Day? The website Comic Book Resources explained in detail last year why it's a day and why the date has changed over time. The bottom line is, is that it was created as a promotional thing, of course, by DC Comics, and people really liked it. It was embraced. After the date was finally settled upon, and here we are, reading awesome Batman tweets all day. So we got, got a couple. Uh, one of my friends, Steph I Will, we had her on the show. She, <laughs> she posted a video of her, some of her favorite Batman clips, and it's an episode of Justice League where one of this like this lady, I believe, I believe it was the episode that th- this this magician lady turned Wonder Woman into a pig or something something like that. He, bottom line, Batman had to sing in order to to like get her back, and apparently he has a really great like singing voice. So he is literally Batman. <laughs> it's Batman on stage in in full like in full Batman drag with a mic <laughs> in front of a crowd full of people like singing, and she. Uh, she took the original audio out and replaced it with um, a Negro spiritual show you how your pussy works by <laughs> Brian McKnight. Fuck out of so, Let me show you how your pussy works. <laughs> and 
th- there's a part where Z- Zatanna, like the magician girl superhero, is like with mm-hmm. him, and th- there's a part where she's like crying because he's singing so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Steph, I will bring I love black folks. I bringing love black the folks. Con- bringing the top tier content. Bringing bringing the top tier content. Amazing. Zack Snyder tweeted, "Batman is all of us. He is our rage at in- injustice. He stands alone as we all wish we could in the face of a corrupt system which wishes to oppress and exploit. He is that broken child searching the dark alleys of the human soul to bring balance to the world." I disagree with some of that because that motherfucker's rich. He could have just he he ain't have to do all this mess. He could have just dropped redistribute some, the wealth. He could have just dropped some ducats. That's it. And he he ain't have to go jumping around in in a damn rat suit beating poor people up. But <laughs> I personally, I I grew up with Batman, and as much as I talk shit, I I do think he's a, he's a cool character. Just like. You just want to be him. You just want to be like lurking and just like who's who's you and me. 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 Okay, I mean, thank you. I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, Let's me. be clear. <laughs> for me, I, it has been a long, lifelong dream of mine to just stand at the top of a really tall building and just get the drop on a nigga. Just be like, just boom. I'm like, who are you? It's like, I'm Batman, nigga. <laughs> that damn voice. Jesus. Don't fuck, don't fuck with me. <laughs> <clears throat> do you have a favorite Batman movie? I do. Look, I, I, I think. Have I told you that like Batman? I do not like Batman. Like I don't like Batman. Oh yeah, we've we've discussed. It was this. Digimon and Black Batman. The two things are just like, girl, I've never got into. Like Batman <laughs> is just not the girl for me. Um, I like the characters outside of Batman. As you know, I like Harley Quinn. I like, you know, I like those characters, but Batman... All right, then fuck, all right, then fuck, fuck Batman. Who are your favorite Batman adjacent characters? Um, what's that, what's that, what's that chick who screams? I don't know their names. Um, <laughs> listen, if you ask me names, I am a true black person, okay? I love you so much. <laughs> I'm a true black person. I don't know. I'm an artist. Black Canary. <laughs> black Canary. I love you some Black Canary. Um, uh, the chick who screamed. No, but that's her. That's her though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not um, wrong. Because, you know, we saw that. We saw what you call it in theaters. And um, Birds in, of Prey, in the theater. Yeah. Birds of Prey. That's the first time we've seen her in a live action movie. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazing. It was so cool. Um, I like uh, Poison Ivy. Surprise! Environmentalist. Environmentalist. We love it. And I like her and Harley's relationship. Um, come on, lesbianism. Yeah, which we are getting even more of because they greenlit season three of Harley Quinn. Mega, like yes. Mm. Um, and also, I think I told you this before. I really like Robin, which is weird. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, I don't really fuck with Batman, but, like, I really like Robin for whatever reason. Interesting. Which I think, you know, I really, really, really fell in love with him after just, uh, the Justice League? I think so. Or. You sure it wasn't Batman and Robin? No, it wasn't The the um, nipples didn't get you? No, fuck no. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Yeah, no. But yeah, so Robin, Poison Ivy, Harley, and the Screaming Girl. Black Mary. I'm sorry. God. I'm done, bro. Just don't, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I know half those people's names, but yeah. Yeah, um, Matt, I don't Matt know. Was, like, I just I try to like Batman. I I've tried. He just it, I don't know. Anyway, he he can be a tad abrasive. Yeah, <laughs> and that nigga think he know everything. He knows a lot, but he don't know. Bigger. Everything. That's it. Like he, God, fuck. I think he know every goddamn thing. Every you know. thing. Every goddamn thing. So yeah, very much like. Yeah, like everyone in the Justice League, be like they they get like Draken from Kim Possible. Like Bruce Wayne, you think you're all that, but you're not. You're not. Uh, But and of course, Catwoman. Like what? 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 That goes without saying. Holly Berry deserves her thing. Excuse me, Halle Berry. Deserves you better pronounce it right. Halle Berry. Like, <laughs> I think Catwoman may be gay or, or bi or whatever. She queer in some way. Queer, yeah. She, yeah. No, no. I'm like Catwoman made me made like made oh, me. There you go. Made me the queer man I, I am today because I love that for you. I love as you. much as much as people be hating on that movie, like it was fucking dope. It was like. It, like at the same time, like I wanted to be with her. Like mm-hmm. when when I saw her in like the full leather and all that stuff, like I I wanted to be with her, but I also wanted to be her. Come on, <laughs> there you go. At the same That's time. how it works, right? That's like, how it works. <laughs> Shit, like like that that walk at the end, like you better fucking slay. Like mm, like she she deserves more. Like like one of these days, we need like a like a, a gay like group watching of that. Like she she's t- taken oh. down. A black woman taking down a cosmetic company that sells like um, that sells lotion that fucks up your skin like a black icon a black icon we fucking yeah. stand come yeah. on y'all yeah, give her her things but yeah yes. but uh, yeah happy happy birthday Batman that <laughs> I'm lying no the reason is that it is. Excuse me. It's Adam West's birthday. Mm-hmm. That that that's why they um, that that's why they made Batman Day on September nineteenth because it it is Adam West's birthday. So the uh, Batman is excuse me, Adam West is the iconic Batman you know, yeah. back in the day. Back in the day, we, it was uh, episodic like Batman shows. You know, he was just kind of like it, it was. It wasn't a whole lot of um, like high tech, you know, bells and whistles flying. It, it was just yeah. that motherfucker in a suit, like going through the lines kinda like, you know. Yep. Yeah. Did I say bubble is it bubble boy? Yeah, anyway. Murray Man is Barnacle Boy. It's Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy. No. Wow. I'm bubble Nah, you good no you get you didn't you didn't get your SpongeBob references. Bubble Boy is somebody different. Bubble, SpongeBob references are, are millennial 
like social currency. Yeah, yeah. You you got to be on it. <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm tripping hard. Right. You, you good? You good? Right. Super. <laughs> There's evil afoot. Evil. Evil. <laughs> There's evil. Every villain is lemon. That, that, that nigga was stripping like this. Evil. <laughs> and Barnacle Boy is like, see what you did. See, look, see what nigga. you did. Like, see Flap what him. you did. God. <laughs> they was at the retirement home, chilling. Benz was trying to finish his tapioca pudding. Yep. Be like, oh, there's evil. Like, motherfucker, there's always evil. <laughs> Let somebody else do it. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, happy bad band day, y'all. Yes. Moving right along. Uh, so Miss Marvel is having a moment. After the superhero character of Kamala Khan centered the blockbuster video game Marvel's Avengers, the Hollywood Reporter has announced an eclectic directing team to tackle the Miss Marvel Disney Plus series. This group of filmmakers represents Marvel and Kevin Feige's goal of tapping interesting talent with an eye on inclusivity and then some and very excited to see them apply their talents to small screen superhero storytelling. I apologize. I, I, I'm, I really hope I don't butcher these names, but I'm probably going to, but yeah, somebody, somebody please correct, correct me. Like when, when this shit drops, cause yeah, sorry. <clears throat> um, Adil L. Arby and Bilal Fala, sorry, who helmed this year's action throwback pleasure of bad boys for life are joining the show to direct episodes, which adds to an increasingly busy slate, including Beverly Hills Cop 4. Nigga, Beverly Hills Cop 4? Okay, fine. And Muslim family drama (laughs) Rebel. Alongside them include Mira Menon, a TV vet known for directing episodes of The Punisher, Titans, and The Walking Dead, alongside indie feature films like Farah Goes Bang. And finally, we have documentarian Charmaine Obaid Chinoy joining the team, who won an Oscar for both A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, and Saving Face. Both of these works explore gendered violence in Pakistan. This is a fascinating team to assemble, and the Collider is so intrigued to see how their voices will be reflected in the superhero show. Miss Marvel comes from the head writer Bisha K. Ali from Sex Education, and Marvel architect Feige promises the title character will appear in Marvel films too, keeping up that Disney Plus theatrical MCU cross continue excuse me cross continuity promise. Miss Marvel is the first Muslim hero to appear on screen, and it's wonderful to hear not only we will keep seeing her, but that Muslims will be authentically helming her introduction. This was re- this is really dope. I'm really mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this prod project because yeah along with you know black representation we also need we need representation across the board like we need mm-hmm. we need muslim representation asian rep- representation uh, this that and the third and this is a solid directorial squad like i'm i am faithful excuse me i have faith that they will do a a great job executing this character, um, this Muslim character living in America and tackling with the like the issues of her her personal identity, like her ethnicity, her religion, and what it means to be a superhero in her right. And mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I'm I'm excited that 
her, her perspective will you know op- open a window into excuse me a, a culture that um i i um have a lot to learn about and like the people like ev- everyone in general who obviously who are yeah. we're not from not from that experience so i'm i'm really excited uh to see this i'm really excited to see how they 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 do her powers because she is um, she's a, a shapeshifter she can enlarge um she can enlarge her like body parts like uh, arms feet like she has like, a catchphrase she says embiggen and like she um she, kind of like elastigirl in in that sense but she, she she like she usually grows like she can grow like mm-hmm. really you know, large parts of her body so and i've seen her character in action in the marvel's video game so i'm really excited about that she's gonna be flames and we we need a lot more women of color in the mcu because come on come on y'all yeah the flavor the flavor (laughs) the seasoning the adobo yeah not adobo because the the dude man just uh supports trump Sorry. The, oh, oh, God. Oh, wait, is it, yeah, we can't sorry. have you right. We, we yeah. can't have Goya. No, that's we Goya. Can't have, wait, is Adobo too? Please say it, no. I, I feel like Adobo is like run by it, like Por favor. Adobo or other thing. Diga no. Dice no. Gotta, I, it's... <laughs> Dice no, papi, no. Oh, I, I, I know you, you spoke a little bit of Spanish. Then. I took Spanish all through middle school and high school. Mm, mm, mm. I am fluent. Okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, um, Hulk's cousin has finally been cast. So Tatiana Maslany is set to play the lead role of the upcoming She-Hulk series at Disney+. Variety has learned from sources. The series centers on lawyer Jennifer Walters, cousin of Bruce Banner, who inherits his Hulk powers after she receives a blood transfusion from him. Unlike Bruce, however, when she hulks out, Jennifer is able to retain most of her personality, intelligence, and emotional control. (laughs) I'm sorry. sorry. I love that. I just love that. Sorry, go ahead. No, but like, yeah, I I, I love it. I stand. (laughs) Of course you can. Yeah. Yeah, of course. She's a woman. Right, right. Maslani is perhaps best known for her starring role in the BBC American drama series, Orphan Black, which ran for five seasons between 2013 and 2017. Maslany was nominated for three Emmys and a Golden Globe during the show's run, winning the Emmy for Best Actress in a Drama Series in 2016. She also recently appeared in the HBO drama Perry Mason. On the film side, she has appeared in projects such as Stronger, Destroyer, and Pink Wall. So, back to that point. Um, I have been sick and tired of female superheroes being framed as specifically female heroes who have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before Captain Marvel came along, there was a lot of you know, stereotyping female characters as not being able to control all the power that they had. Yeah. Like you got Jean Grey with the Phoenix Force, like the, the pow- most power, one of the most powerful cosmic forces in the entire world, and oh my God, she can't control it, and she's killing everyone, and we gotta kill her. And it's and ugh. and then like and they pay Storm, either like they they pay 
female characters who have a lot of power, like Dust, like Storm, and the ones that have a whole shitload of power, like both times when it was in the original, the original Jean Grey, excuse me, Jean Grey in X-Men The Last Stand. Oh my God, it's, it's wild. Like, like she can't control her power. Yeah. And granted, like that, that was part of the story, but even, like, you know, it even goes back to the comics. It's just like, a women who have a lot of power, just they just can't control it. But here is She-Hulk. She's hulking out. You know, she has the same, same power set as the Hulk, but, you know, she's just going about her day. You know, um, she's like, you know, running through these like these legal cases, like 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 it, it ain't nothing. You know, I'll, like might beat somebody ass like, after afterwards. <laughs> might get get held in contempt of court, or if somebody tries to like like jump her during during uh, a, a, a hearing or something like that. You know, just she does it all. And Jennifer Walters is. Like, a, a, a freaking rock star and I cannot wait to see you know all these characters portrayed on on screen yeah recently yeah you know, like like Disney plus has really been you know like yeah you know, well specifically with like the the Mandalorian like what who is uh, like the show is also getting a, a new season like coming up very very soon like Disney plus is not playing around when it comes to special effects which it's dope because they have the money yeah. to do so. Like when I heard that they're, they're dropping a whole bunch of different, you know, Disney plus series is, I was worried because okay. back in Netflix, we were dealing with the, like the Netflix MCU verse, um, AKA the Bodega Avengers. And we, what's, What's the word? It was a tad lacking. It was a tad lacking mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. <laughs> in the the uh, effects special effects department. Like th- there were some scenes in Luke Cage that that worked, and then there were some that just looked like just very very hokey. Same same with like Jessica Jones when she jumped when she were, was leaping tall buildings in in a single bound. It, it, it felt very cheap, and then we finally got to. The defenders were all four, four. Excuse me. When all four of them are together, like when it came time to, when it came time to put them all together in a close quarters like combat. That whole that hallway scene was dope. Like all four of them were finally together for like, for the first time. But then to the at the very end when all four of them had to kind of fight and do do whatever. It was very it was very dark. They were in like a very dark cave you couldn't see much of what was going on. Shit was sloppy. It, it was like, you know, I, I, I've been waiting for, for this, that moment for, for years. I've been following the stories like, okay, yeah, we're going to do each one of these st- shows one after the other. And then they're all going to come together for the defenders. And I'm like, Oh yeah, dope. It's going to be just like the MCU, like all these dope ass uh, movies coming, coming together. Like the events. And it was, and they, it gave us Bodega Ventures. <laughs> like, the cat was just in the back, like, laying on the bread. Yeah. <laughs> laying on the bread. Laying on the bread. The honey buns and all that shit. <laughs> it, it's so interesting. The, like, I've, I've been to a Bodega before. Like, I've been to New York, but that the, um, the cat is a new thing for me. I didn't. I didn't know a whole lot of bodegas had cats like that. 
That that's like, yeah. It, look, let me tell you. If you walk into a bodega that don't have a cat, they got rats. Period. I'm gonna tell you. Like, <laughs> don't go in there. Don't go in there. They gotta have a cat, or it's dirty. I feel that. <laughs> that, that it, it, it makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because pest control is expensive. You just get it. And cat. yeah, and rat. Yeah, rats in New York are teenage mutant ninja rats. They don't play. So yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Ronit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Ronit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Ronit. Heroes in a half pellet. Rat power. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, where are we at? Oh, yeah. She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> them tangents, my nigga. Them tangents. <laughs> I cannot wait to see She-Hulk. I, 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 I'm... I, I love this. It's always like Christmas mm-hmm. for me. Like whenever they yeah. announce, when, whenever they, like for me, like I, I love the whole process listening to who's getting cast for to direct, who's getting cast uh-huh. to write, who's getting cast for this role. And then we finally see that, that first image. I love the whole, I love the whole, that, because that's the creative process. I love all of it, you know, and I love when it finally comes together because it's months and years of, of, you know, from the initial announcement to the final project product, I love all of it. So yeah. <clears throat> so moving right along, it is time to check those seeking arrangement accounts because the Xbox Series <laughs> and Series X and Series S will go on sale on the tenth of November. It's a global launch, so everyone in the world can get their console at the same time, provided it's sold in their territory, that is. Mm-hmm. The PS5 goes on sale two days later, on the 12th of November, but that's only in the U.S., Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. Everyone outside of those countries will have to wait a week longer until the 19th of November. So PS5 pre-orders are already open. Although not across all retailers, and some sailors are already out of, out of stock, so y- y'all better, you know, yeah, uh, y'all better pop that thing real soon because <laughs> if you're not pre-ordering, you you you're gonna be shit out of luck. Girl. Yeah. So it's um yeah. So the PS5 drop P, um PS. So they the PS5 has like two different versions. So it's the one there. There's a regular edition for five hundred. And then there's one without a disk drive for uh, 400. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I'm like I'm I th- this discussion is going to be more on PS5 because uh, Miles Morales already has my money. Like, Here I'm, we I'm, I'm, I'm already. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. So like X- that Xbox, gameplay. Oh my god. Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I don't. Even, I don't care what I have to do. Part of that was that. That's why I posted that tweet with. That's why he's selling his body, and I don't blame him. Okay, Listen, but but it's it's just a reminder that Twitter is fake. It's it's not real because girl, <laughs> five million motherfuckers have seen that tweet, and I have made a grand total of twenty dollars. Fake. Fraud. Fake. It's a fraud. Fraud. 
I know motherfuckers are getting kicked out their houses, but hey, listen, if you if you're gonna tap the little <laughs> light, if, if you're gonna be concerned, if you're gonna laugh at my if you're gonna laugh at my pain, my struggle, we just drop a little dollar. Just a dollar. Just a dollar. It only took five it only it would only take five hundred of you niggas to donating That's one dollar. One to my cause. My per my personal struggle. <laughs> but yeah. That's so fake out here. Yeah, but that that gameplay for Miles Morales. So whenever I play video games, I mainly play play video games for the superhero games. Mm-hmm. Like I, that that's that's that that is my that's my tea. I don't I'm not I'm not into the whole shooting games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck a Fortnite is, but I'm <laughs> I'm a superhero fan. So if it's got superheroes in it, like I'm I'm down. I'm 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 very down. But yo, from from the beginning, for me, for me playing like on on the PlayStation, like playing like the original, not well, not the original, the PlayStation version, to playing Spider Man, the the movie, the game, the first one, when mm-hmm. I, I got for my birthday for GameCube, and then playing the second one. The second one was top tier. It gave us free roaming, and you could basically do what you wanted if you wanted to swing through new york yeah for for hours hours days like you, you could just do it if you wanted to, to deliver pizzas you could just do that shit <laughs> the storyline would be just be there if you if for you know if you wanted to do it or if, like you could just kind of like what the the game didn't force you to like go through levels unless you really wanted to so yeah and for that game, Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions, that one was was more more level driven, but I I loved it because you could play as four different Spider-Man. You, mm-hmm. you could play as the regular, the Amazing Spider-Man. His powers were like wild web tricks. Like him, like you could do wild shit with his webs. You had the Ultimate Spider-Man who had the power of the black suit. Who had like power and you could just like like knock knock the fuck they just yeah you you could just go go brazy like go go venom go not not tom hardy you could like like actual venom shit mm-hmm. and then you had you had the futuristic one you had spider-man 2099 you had miguel o'hara where you, he was basically well flying not 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 necessarily flying but like gliding sort sort of thing mm-hmm. and and then you had Spider-Man Noir, where it was, it was like, he was kind of like the Batman of the group, where you could mm-hmm. you sn- you could sneak by you, the, the the whole every level had a different playing dynamic. Noir was one of my favorite um, Spider-Man to play in that game because I loved the like the rush of mm-hmm. sneaking up on somebody like you you could. As long as you were like maybe like six or seven feet away, you could like snatch them up by the web, web mm-hmm. and like web them up and like stick them in the in the corner, like all, all smooth like. <laughs> and it, it was really dope. So like you you had, you had to dodge the you had to dodge the light or they would find you. So it it, it was cool. So like I I've I've played a bunch of different Spider-Man games. I've mm-hmm. I've I played the PS4 Spider-Man um a little bit and yeah you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So and when when it drops, I believe I think I'm gonna get both of them. I think I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna get because I I 
I did. I still. I don't have a console currently, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's a two parter. So the the PS4 is like part one, and then part two is is Miles. So I I'm already sold on the PS5. Like, yeah. so, sorry, girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, that wraps up the new segment. But we we gonna um, now we we gonna take a little trip. Down to um, little Chuckalisa, place called Chuckalisa. <laughs> down to the pack, down to the valley where the girls get naked. If you got bands, she gonna shake it. Period. One, two, break them. Three, four, break. <clears throat> so, P Valley is an American drama series uh, put together by Miss Katori Hall. The series is an adaptation of Hall's play Pussy Valley and follows. Several people who work at a strip club in the Mississippi Delta. It stars Brandy Evans, Nico Anand, and Ilarka Johnson. And it's who it so much better than what I thought it would be. Like yep. it, there there are so many different characters, and I I, I absolutely like love this show, it, oh god it, it's 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 so very southern it's so very black it gives a very black perspective because it's a it's a black strip club yeah. so like yeah like the white strip clubs and black strip clubs are very very different so it's just um yeah i'm i'm gonna let i'm gonna let dre like give, give his thoughts because yeah i'm yeah yes. he, yeah because he he he's a big like p valley fan so P Valley, it had so much of everything. It had had religious drama. It had um, it had little bits of like domestic violence in there. It had um, queer folks, gender nonconforming queer folks. It had the homo thug. It had uh, very, very, very talented. Um, dancers, um, oh my god! It was just, it was just like a bastion of like blackness, black ass shit. Like I just loved it. I loved um, the portrayal of Uncle Clifford. Of course, just like them two fingers are legendary. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you need to watch yourself, Miss High Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Autumn Night. God, like that—that that is the Miss Hayella in. Yes, yeah, yes. I need, I need. I, look, season two needs to reveal more because I'm still, I'm still wary about her because from and spoilers, by the way, just gonna let you know, um, her buying the pink is just kind of a thing where the I'm pink. like, yeah, the pink. But I'm like, girl, what you? Like, what's your plans? What's your plans, girl? But uh, we gonna see uh, Mercedes. The the bottom bitch of, of P Valley. Fuck it up, fuck it up, Mercedes. <laughs> fuck it up, fuck it up, Mercedes. Like she is so talented. Um, she is like a real hood girl, and she's you know she's not that friendly, but she's earned the right to not be. Um, let's talk about Miss M I. Quick letter, quick letter, quick letter, She's so messy, and I love it. She is, and I love her. Um, let's talk about like so. 
so um, Mississippi, uh, she was she's in a in a racial relationship. She has a child, and she is going through domestic abuse. By the way, trigger warning. Um, she is going through domestic abuse. Um, some some folks online were talking about how like how she stayed with this white man, how she let this white man abuse her, and she had brought up the fact that like she was like, would it be better if a black man was abusing her? Like it'd just be better if she wasn't getting abused. Period. Yeah. So, like, and like I was like, yeah, exactly. Like what the fuck? Like I wouldn't like I just don't want this girl to get abused at all. Um, she she brought her child to the pank. Um, Uncle Clifford was so good with like allowing her to bring her child to work. I love that. He was real like ultimately he is a business person, but Uncle Clifford was looking out for her girls. Uncle Clifford was looking out for her girls and I loved it. Um the portrayal of like this like love interest between Uncle Cliff and Lil Murder. Lil Murder Lil Murder <laughs> um, the Nigo's hero. Like that's 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 the hero right right yeah, right. Yeah. Right. He, he's... Um I love the portrayal of both I love you know what I love the most about that portrayal? I love the fact that Uncle Clifford was like weary and like, you know, Uncle Clifford was he knew, very aware. Or she knew. Yeah. Uncle Clifford very much knew that like people in the Delta don't like people in because like um Lil Murder wanted to be out in the public apparently with like uncle clifford he was like you know what i mean like so we got sucking fucking dark and uncle clifford was like like we people like us don't get to be out you know what i mean like where are you gonna take me i don't do dates and uncle clifford was very aware of like the queer phobia the homophobia that you will experience you know in the delta like in Ch- chuckalisa chuck well, anyway that place um and what happened was you know little murder was like having uncle clifford's nose open like just like kind of promising her over and over again that like you know he wants to you know be out in public with her and breaking into her car yeah as as boyfriends do right (laughs) in in the you know in the whole last creep one episode when he's trying to push his single um like um she's trying to like get shit popping in the kitchen he walks in um, he that like, he walks in all of a sudden and she's like, "Nigga, are you stalking me?" He's like, "Yeah, listen to this." I'm like, "Yo." <laughs> <laughs> Little murder really was just the signs like, were there. The signs yep. were there. Yep. And so what I really love is that Uncle Clifford set boundaries. Like even though Uncle Clifford, it seemed like Uncle Clifford was falling for Little Murder, she was like, "Look." I'm going to set this boundary right now. The way you treated me in front of people, I know that I'm not really fucking with that. So, look, there's a door. And, like, you could tell that Lil Murder, Lil Murder was holding back tears. I was like, damn. But also, Uncle Clifford was sad, too. Uncle Clifford was like, yo, I wanted this to be a thing, but I'm not going to compromise myself just because I like you. So, goodbye. Uncle Clifford was like, when you find the nerve, then, hey, come back. But, like, the portrayal of, like, black folks, um, specifically black folks like without like it didn't seem like it was coming from a uh, a place of trying to appease the white gaze or like you know you know white folks mm-hmm. in general like the understanding like from the way they talked the way they dressed um the way they interacted it, with each other it was it very was, black queer 
yeah, black southern black queer. queer, black southern queer, and it wasn't like trying to compromise so that white folks could understand it. And I loved that about Pete Valley. I loved it. Um, Diamond. So Diamond. Let's Diamond, talk about Diamond. Diamond's trade. I, I can smell it. <laughs> yes. But the fact that Diamond was whooping ass the whole series and then the at the whole end, series. And then the last episode, he just started getting his ass whooped by some 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 little I was like, what is going on? The That's writers weak. were like, All right, we we gotta make this shit we we, we gotta extend it a little bit. I was, was like, like, out of all people, out of all people. It, it, oh, that 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 made me really really upset and we're and we're we're about ba- we're bouncing we're, we're we're jumping around but yeah, yeah we right, are, right, let's yeah. Let, let's i mean let, let's let's stay on that for a while it was mm-hmm. very frustrating finding out just not not only is not not only is uh Keyshawn, uh who's like with to his that is mississippi's mm-hmm. real name not only is she dating someone who's abusive mm-hmm. not only is he white but He's white and extremely fucking racist. Like we yes. find out, at the, we find out at the end, like Diamond and this dude like come to blows because dude drops the hard R. Yep. And I'm like, Diamond, you better whoop this motherfucker's ass. Like what? Like whoop this? And he was finally winning at the end, and mm-hmm. then Mississippi pulled the gun on him. Like, yeah. please, like please leave him alone. And part of me, part of me was freaking out. I was like. What are you doing? But right. but Diamond said that he has killed before, mm-hmm. and uh, Keyshawn did not want him to kill again, especially yeah. not for her. I, I think yeah. that's what that was for. I think I'm glad you like, brought that perspective. I think that, she, you know. yeah, I, I was upset. I know. I yeah. believe me. I, I I didn't. Give, I was like, yeah. Beat the shit out of that white dude and throw like throw throw him in the garden. I don't I don't I don't give a fuck. But he, you had you had to see it from like Keyshawn's perspective. She didn't mm-hmm. like two men she cares about, mm-hmm. wh- whether they're abusive or not. It's two men she cares about that that are fighting. Like yeah. like one one's about to get like murdered. So it's just like yo, this is the only way I'm gonna I'm gonna make you stop like beating this dude's ass. So like you I I don't I don't want you to be like a murder again, so yeah. that, that that that's why that's why. So, and it's it's frustrating, and I understood. Because and part of that is because abuse survivors, like some some of them, like a lot of them, go back, and yeah, it, it's, it's like Stockholm it, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and and it and maybe not just not just that, like they. Are they have they have their lives like for lack of a better of a better word entangled with their abuser? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry, but they <laughs> they, they can't just they can't just leave, or yeah. they can like they have a community of people who would be willing to uh, put themselves out there, rearrange their lives so that she could leave this abusive relationship, but she's not ready mentally. She, yeah, she's she's yeah. not ready mentally. Yeah, and you know she, but but she is she is a resource. Excuse me, she is a resourceful woman. You know, she is a hardworking woman. Like she she comes into work with her baby. Yep, and like and like just like that's real. She she comes in. She and she does she does a great job. She picked up the slack yeah. when uh, when Mercedes couldn't make it. It was supposed to be her last yeah. dance. And, ooh, 
first because she, she she's like she's like the queen so i'm, I'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna I'm save her until a little bit later but Absolutely. let's let's talk about um miss autumn night um she has a very she has a very tragic backstory uh, she like you know obviously obviously spoilers she lost her daughter mm-hmm. um, in the flood running away from an abusive relationship yeah so we have so we have you know we have a woman who won't leave her abusive relationship and then we have a woman who tried who tried to leave and she she got away but at the cost of her daughter yeah. so so here she is, yeah here she is in you know, in a new environment kind of kind of laying low at at first we like at first we're led to believe that she's stripping because she needs the money. But then we find out that she had, she has money, but she's, she's just been, she's been saving it. And she, uh, she was dancing, but she liked it. She, she liked doing it. And she was, I think she was like, just trying to get a new life. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. She she wanted, she wanted a a new start. Yeah. Which was a good, was an interesting perspective to, bring to the show because yeah not not everyone who gets into sex work specifically stripping not not everyone is is poor or need needs the money that that is that 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 is a a large um percentage of of people who who get into this type of work but some people just enjoy it so some people are assaulted and they you know they they just wanted to do it but there are whole ass lawyers who just switched and just wanted to do porn so Yep. Yeah, there's that. So it was, you know, and she she exhibited signs of PTSD, mm-hmm. um, which which was uh, very interesting. She, you know, she, she's a very like very complex character. She yeah. she walks in and almost immediately she has a beef with Mercedes. Yeah. Um, like Mercedes doesn't like her because she's light skinned but which is real. Like yeah. which is real because like it, you know, she she does benefit from light skin privilege. She like she's not as good of a dancer as Mercedes. She can, but she no. can literally just like show up and be light. Yeah, and and they'll fall over. Her. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll, they'll fall, fall over her. So that that is the reason they they go back back and forth a lot. But it it was very interesting to see the car wash scene where the, the two of them are, are yeah. washing a car together, and Mercedes leaves. She gets out. She gets out of the car. Um, she closes the door. Uh, water gets poured in the overhead, mm-hmm. in the or excuse me, in the the sunroof, like some like somebody's like pouring pouring water up, up top, uh, which which they shouldn't have even been doing. Mm-hmm. Like like why why you like why like why y'all pouring water on the car when the when the sunroof's open? So that that, that was one. Of those. No no no, it wasn't open. So was it, oh, it what happened was they was washing the car. Oh okay. And I guess because like her her daughter like what happened was like she drowned, uh-huh. and so That's like it. all the water being around the car like it got her like it you know PTSD it got her like oh so yeah I thought because like oh out. okay yeah I I couldn't yeah. I couldn't discern because it it looked like the sunroof was open and but oh no, but she was what she happened was, was she was trying that. to she was no no well or what she, happened was she was trying to open the car door oh right 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 the right, child right. lock was on and the only thing she could open was the sunroof so she opened right. it while they were washing it while they were okay the and then in. and yeah. then the water came in which okay which triggered yeah. a whole yeah you know, a, a whole episode because yeah. that that's you know the, 
that's what happened to her. Like she, yeah. you know, she got she got caught in the flood in, in yeah. this car, and she, and she started she, cutting Mercedes out. She was like, she locked me out. in. Yeah, she oh, she had a complete like mental breakup. She was, yeah. she was hysterical. But yeah. I I enjoyed I I enjoyed um, excuse me not I didn't enjoy, like I like the fact that Uncle Clifford was very comforting. Um, yeah, he he. You know, she calmed her down when she was yeah. like like freaking out. Very, very, very soft. Very kind. Yeah. Um, even after after you know not knowing this girl for more more than like a, a week or so, just you know yeah. being just being comforting in that moment where she was like freaking out, and then um yeah gets Mercedes to to drive her home. Yeah. Um, and but you know, Autumn is still very. Um, she's she's constantly putting walls up. Yeah. Um. And you know we and she she slow she slowly opens up late, later on in the series, but mm. yeah and you know and Mer- Mercedes even though she doesn't re- necessarily like her she yeah she still agreed to drive her home because yeah. you know at, at the at the end of the day it's like you know like like two women like um a woman look, women looking out for each other which which I yeah. which I enjoyed like I thought that that that, that yeah that that was that was important to show yeah. um. Oh, yeah, and then and then you have the the other like the like side side characters like like other strippers who are who are, who are important, but you know they important to show the diversity. The um, I, I forget the other one, the yeah. one that they 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 always make fun of because she stinks. There's that one. <laughs> God, what is her name? I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, it's, yeah, I can't remember her name. It's uh, and then there's Gidget, the white mm-hmm. the white girl. Who's, who's a good dancer? Yeah, the, the token she white was girl. Teaching Autumn, she was teaching Autumn some dance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, yeah. Like they, they got, they got to have the token white. And she, she's, she's cool. Who has like a drug dealing, like meth head boyfriend or something? Mm-hmm. It, it was, yeah. it was very interesting to see that her boyfriend was white. Right, right. Like a a southern white girl with a white boy, like who yeah. a southern white girl. Who is in a very predominantly black um, community dancing, like stripping? Like I would, I would have expected her to have a black boyfriend, but no. Yeah. She, she's got a, she's, she's got a black. Excuse me, she's got a white boyfriend who, who deals meth. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think it's like pills or something. Okay. But I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just glad drops. it wasn't. But yeah, it, it was, it was interesting to see. I was glad it was not. They didn't, they didn't do the whole trope of like. You know, like the super dark skinned black boyfriend. Yeah, because it's tired. It's, it's, it's yeah. old. Um, but yeah, moving on to Mercedes, like the queen, the, the queen of the pink. <laughs> yeah, Do, like diamond princess, diamond queen of the pink. Like, oh my god, she's she. she There's so many layers to her character. Yeah, like, yes, so yes, many. She's layers. a she's a strong she's a strong character, but she's also a very yeah. vulnerable character. She um, is. Um, you, you you see her get booked. You see her cry. You see her yeah. you know, go through a whole range of emotions because she has she's been holding it down at the pink. Like she she's yeah. she's one. She's the most experienced dancer. Um, How long was she, she dancing there? Like seven years or something. Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. She's like a bit been there, but she's always. She's always been looking for it out, so she's been saving, yeah. she's been saving her money, stacking her bread. Yeah, yes, uh, um, saving her money. So because uh, she, she like at night she dances at the strip club, but during the day she teaches um, young girls in high school. Dance, she, yeah. she's at, as a, 
a dance scene. And, yeah. you know, she's great at what she does, but she doesn't want um, these girls to do, to do the same thing that, that she did. Yeah. Actually, she, she, want, she wants the dance, which I think is great. It's like the, like the respectability politics would be like, no, we, we don't want you like, you know, we don't want you stripping. We don't want you dancing like period. So you're, you're going to be like a lawyer. You're going to be a no, no, no. Just like girls like to, girls like to dance. If that's their, yeah. if that's what they're passionate about. Like you, you got to be like really about it. So she's, yeah. she's, like, she's like, she's a drill sergeant. It's there. It was very interesting to see her, you know, going, you know, acting a certain way around adults at the pink and then being very, very conscious about how she talks to these young girls. She, she doesn't yeah. curse at all in, in front mm-hmm. of them. With, um, yeah, because she's she's dealing with with young teenage girls. She finds she finds them them dancing or twerking or whatever on on like Snapchat or whatever, mm-hmm. and she reprimands them like very harshly, like y'all like y'all are way too young to be doing this. And yeah. um, I believe it's her her daughter. Yes, uh, who, yes, her who, daughter. Who, like, call, who like calls her out in the middle of everybody in front of everybody. Yeah. Like oh oh like oh but you do it so why why can't we do it? And she's like yeah. yeah which. You know, she's a teenager, so of course she's gonna say some shit like that. If, like, yeah. she, you know, you know, your mom is one. Like, your mom is dancing like this, and two, like, like because your your mom um had fallen on hard times, like she was not able to raise you, so she yeah, you know, so some somebody else had to step in. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're gonna feel that And way the, the whole story about that is wild. Like, yeah. she had an affair with a man who was married, mm-hmm. and she had a daughter with him. He died. And his wife ended up taking custody of the daughter he had the affair with the woman of, because like she, you know, she couldn't take her. Yeah, I was and, like, no, that is yeah, that that's a lie. It and is because the, and that that woman the or the the quote unquote the the other woman she she has money like she she has yeah. means, she's and she's like rich like yeah so she has at, yeah yeah. There's a point where she takes. Um, she takes Mercedes' daughter like she she forbids her to to take dance classes. Yeah. Even even though Mercedes is is trying to get her life together, she's trying to to um, stack her money to yeah to to buy this like to buy this space for a, a dance yeah. studio for for her girls. But no, she takes yeah. she takes her daughter away and puts her in like in tennis and like yeah. tennis lessons aren't cheap. Yeah. Know? So like, it's it's like that that status like it's like yeah. you know, like dancing and then like tennis. So. Yeah. And to and it it, it can't couldn't can't be easier easy for her because she's you know um, she can't. That's the only time she can see her. Yeah, that's another thing. The the reason that's a big reason why she does the dancing because she knows that's Mm -hmm. one of the only times she gets to see her daughter. Your daughter. That was sad. And here and we haven't even gotten to Patrice Russia. Patrice whatever her last name is. Devil in the room. Who God? Duh. Oh my God! Just like there's uh, nothing worse than a, oh, a bad parent. A bad there parent. is there's nothing worse than a person that who Christian thinks that parent. they're Ooh, that's it. There's nothing worse than a person who thinks that they're doing God's work and they're not. There's and, nothing worse than oh my God! Like because she really, really thought that she was doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. It's wild. Very much, and there the episode where she has a great night. She, mm-hmm. like she's ha- she's having a, she's having a great night. She's performing, and she looks and she looks into the crowd, and her mother's there. Yeah, and they walk on. They have this huge fire exchange, which she 
which they've they've most likely had several times because yeah. Mercedes is just like done, and yeah. of of course, yeah, and, and it's just so very extra. Like like Patrice is like preaching in the parking lot, and Bruh. he's like, "You a hoe." <laughs> He's like, I'm doing my best. He's like, you ain't been doing shit. <laughs> breaking my heart. If I have to lay my life down as a sacrifice to save his daughter, I'll do it. The save drama. Her. Save her. And then she gives her the money. And, so, oh, the and then Lord she's quite thankful. Right the Lord is yep. always thankful for a donation. I was like, girl. And she called it booty money, too. <laughs> <laughs> She calls it booty money, son. <laughs> oh God. Not booty money. And it, it sucks because yeah, like she she yeah, she put her daughter through a lot of shit, which is pro- which is probably one of the reasons she she ended up like this. Um she yeah, had 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 Patrice been a been a bit like I I don't wanna I don't want to like bastardize the whole you know, the whole industry, but Mercedes most likely would not have been dancing at at a at a strip club if Patrice was a different type of mother. Yeah, yeah, um, that's just yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, and it's 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 wild just seeing both of their struggles at, as women in the South, like yeah. even even in the church, like like you see right. Patrice, she is she's she's trying to. Um, like she's trying to be like a, a head like preacher, a head yeah. like priest at her church that she she loves. Yeah. She goes she goes to every excuse me every week. Like she you know, that that's that's her life. That that's yeah. her life. But she is the only woman in the room, and the men are like, oh well, a woman can't be in the pulpit. Can't be in the pulpit. Can't do this and the third. We we are even like even when she's she's bankrolling. The operate like she she's giving the church like all this money, yeah. all, all this money from her daughter's dancing, yeah. which she con- constantly condones. Which the men condone even like they, they they excuse me condemn the men condemn just as much as her, but like they yeah. they don't mind taking the money though. They don't mind taking the booty money. They, they don't mind it. They don't mind, and they <laughs> like they'll take all this money. They'll talk shit, and they'll they'll just take the money because it's money. Yep, and yep. Not not giving her a platform, but it's yeah, it, it it's it's mind bending, and so she, you know, and she gets she gets a sign, um, one the one like the, the lead pastor who I she, I I she it kind of looks like she had a thing for because he like picked he picked a feather out of her eye, out of her yeah. eye some yeah some, like it happened twice like what yeah. like he, yeah. He did it, and then she found another feather in her eye a second time while she was at the bank or something like that. Yeah, she was getting that checkout for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know she had this vision of her getting her own church, mm-hmm. and here comes like the big, like the the big. Ugh, God, it, it it turns my stomach whenever it like. Oh Lord! So in order. She wanted her own church in order to mm-hmm. get it. Um, yeah, she she took the money that Mercedes had had given to her, yeah, uh, with the you know with the the promise that she would give it back so she could yeah. 
start her dance studio. But no, yeah. like the when when the when the deal was made, um, she's like, no, I, I spent it. This this is my place. This is my like yeah. this is for my church. And understandably, like like Mercedes flipped the fuck out. Yeah. Because what happened was the the place that Mercedes was trying to get for her dance studio, the realtor was like, oh, somebody else put an offer on, so I can't give it to you no more. Uh Because Mercedes had no idea who Uh it was. And out comes her mama. And she was like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And she was like, I use your money to buy this, and this is going to be my church. And she, she, she bought. Busted her ass. Yeah, <laughs> she was she done with it. Flipped out and ended up and ended her up in both of them ended up in jail. Yep. Which was also a very powerful scene because yeah. the two of them had to hash out their their differences in this in in this space. And yeah. part of me part of me thought they were gonna come to come to some sort of agreement, but no. So yep. yeah. She Mercedes' mother, like, excuse me, Patrice acknowledges the like the messed up things that she did in in the past, but mm-hmm. she's always like, "Oh, you have to you have to forgive her for that." Like the, the yeah. Lord tells you to forgive this and the third. Like she she gets all the women like riled up in, yeah. in like in the jail cell. Like they have a little like sermon. She has like like a little like sermon or this this that and the third. Yeah, and. You know, by the way, the amount of money she stole from her was twenty thousand dollars. Just, just so twenty thousand, you know. like twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Can, can you imagine, oh, bro? I, I just can't. I can't. And and, <laughs> and Mercedes looks at her after like she was like hoop hooping and hollering and yeah. you know screaming like Black Widow or Black Siren, <laughs> Black, Can- Black Canary, Black Siren, <laughs> not Black Siren. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You both know and, yeah, and because okay. she knows her better than yeah. all the mother, like, like you might, you may be able to fool like these other women who don't yep. know you, but I know you. Yeah, and this is this is all just a some show because yeah. you just stole my money to get what you want. Yep. So yeah, she said like, yeah, no, you're dead to me, and and yeah, and and I love the fact that um. That was the outcome because twenty years twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, the the daughter would have forgiven mm-hmm. because, like, they like you know a lot of black media, the way that issues are solved or resolved is through through prayer, through God, through church yep. forgiveness. Yeah, but it, which is uh, which can be ultimately damaging. If yeah. the person who harmed you doesn't fully atone for what they did, because she never even apologized, yeah. she never even apologized. Never. Like, ooh, not like you, you. She's asking for forgiveness, like without apology. Like, no, no, without a, without an apology, you gotta what? Like you, you have to apologize. There's and steps you, and to you, this, you, right? Like, you have to like you have to apologize and then make it right. Yes, like you got, like you have to, like you have to make it right. Like she could have, she could have been. I'm sorry, I stole, I I stole, like I stole this money, and I I, yeah. I did my own thing with it. But you could, um, she could have agreed to share the space. Exactly. She's she's teaching young girls to dance. They're not yeah. they're not they're not like stripping or anything like that. They, yeah. They're just dancing, and yeah. like churches share space all the time. All the like time, my like my 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 like my church, the church, like I, a whole bunch of different 
um, you know, groups like you know, excuse me, like they they like they had some like Jewish people like meet up there. Mm-hmm. Like my 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 home church was Episcopalian. Like they had mm-hmm. like Jewish people meet up there. They, they had like they had an uh, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting there. Like. They sh- like the, the the space is used for a lot of different places. You yeah. don't have it, it's not always excuse me, you know the church is just a place where people can can go to like for community for something something positive. It's yeah. it's yeah like you don't have to plan. Excuse me, like you could have found space for these mm-hmm. girls to practice. Yeah, like you could have like hashed out like ten hours a week, twenty hours a week. For these yep. girls to come through and, pra- and practice at you know, at at a church, and it would have been safe. You know, they, exactly. like you know, a, a church church community. Yeah, it, it, it would have you know it would have been safe. They, like these girls, it wouldn't have like a whole bunch of dudes like you know walk walking by, cat calling them like they did right. like on, on the parking lot. But no, no, you, oh that 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 shit hurt me. And then at the very end of the season, where um, all, all that all that shit went down, and Mercedes wanted to like go back. Mm-hmm. And like make amends with her mom, she was like, "Oh, I'm I'm dead to you, right?" And like slams the door in her face. I'm just like, "Yo, like the nerve of her, yo, the nerve the, of like, her." Like she had so, so much nerve. So you gotta so so it's so it's okay for like, I'm, like you know, the fact that I think it's because her daughter said like I'm I'm dead to you, and she she didn't she still at the very end she didn't she doesn't realize that you know she, she was wrong. Yeah, that she was wrong. And then she has to forget. Yes, you. Mm. Mm. It's so, so wild to me. Uh, it's so wild to me. Uh, not, not even. Uh, we haven't even talked about like the white dudes, like trying, trying to like buy the pink, trying to like, uh, more over the. Oh God! And and that. There's so trifling, much to this show. Andre, Andre, Andre's trifling ass. Ugh. Andre, Andre's trifling ass. But I did love that. How Autumn basically played Andre. Yeah, act, act, love like, it. Play, act, act like she was like really liking, but no, she she was looking for information. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, when um, um, the older excuse me, the older dude like excuse me, may, the, the mayor Ruffin, mayor mm-hmm. Ruffin, and the white dudes and like the the the, the mixed dude and his white uh-huh. his, his white brothers that like made him sign at gunpoint. Yeah, like, they were all trying to like scramble for the, for the land. Mm-hmm. And little Miss Lysian just walked in with a bag. And she, yep. Yep. No. Bought the pank. Mm. So it's that casino over- y'all trying to do? Fuck y'all. Nah. It, and I was I was stressing out because I was like, how how are they gonna how are they gonna pay for this? Like how, like yeah, li- yeah. literally uh, during the Brandy Monica versus some somebody posted, don't let Brandy and Monica distract you. We still need fifty five k for the pink. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're right, you're so right. Yeah. But I was thinking either either they use this, either they they find a way to get the space back from Mercedes' mom and open the paint there, or or um or they reopen the paint in, in the casino. That mm-hmm. and then and they do like strike strike a deal to open the big in the casino because they, right. they they're gonna need like it, it's a casino they're gonna need like some yeah. sort of like they, they're gonna need girls up in there yeah so uh, yeah so but I'm 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 glad that uh like autumn autumn bought it it, yeah. it, it did feel a little light skin it's like it mean because like yeah, little light skin girl like walks in and saves the day at the very end. <laughs> right but at least it was a black woman who who bought the pink so yes so now it's 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 it's, it's it's owned by Autumn and Uncle Clifford. Yeah. 
So I'm, she I'm said excited. partner. Yeah. She said you're a partner. We're partner. Partners. It's opening time at the pink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's people watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Like if you haven't seen it, we recommend it. Check that shit out. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that wraps up our nerdy nuggets. The five nuts. God. Sorry. Sorry. <sighs> and we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, my Scandals Rugby teammate, Mr. MJ, uh, is going to talk to us about rugby life in D.C. So we shall be right back. What? And we are back with a very special guest. So special. This man is a very good friend of mine, a fellow Scandal Rugby player. He's even been captain one season. He's one of the sauciest backs I've ever had watching my back on the field. All my ruggers, all my rugger adjacent people, y'all give it up for my man, MJ. What's good? What's good? Hey, y'all. What's good? Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Mm, cool. How's your weekend? Um... Do you want the honest answer? Or you want the short answer? Nah, we we family here. Whatever, whatever you, whatever you want. Honestly, my week has been garbage. I am so sorry. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's getting better, but yeah, my week has been garbage. Like depression kicked my ass yesterday. Oh yeah, um, I feel that. Had to reschedule a job interview because of it, and then mm-hmm. like I was feeling good, and then I got home, and unfortunately made the mistake of going on Twitter, and I saw the news about Justice Ginsburg, and I'm like, oh. yeah. So yeah, my week has been could be a lot better, yeah, but right, it's cool. okay because tomorrow no. is going to be fantastic. I'm yeah, because yeah, you're still coming through tomorrow. Yes, I am. All right, yeah. So yeah, we are we're we're putting together a little like group of you know rugby teammates. We're gonna we're gonna write out some postcards, encouraging people to. Get Get out there and vote or hit the oh, mail. You know, do all, all that stuff. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. They're going but, specifically to voters in swing states because that's how yeah. our democracy works. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. So, yeah. So, we we going to – we here. We've um, – I've had teammates on, but we haven't really talked about, like, rugby like that. But mm-hmm. – so, you be the first. So, we, we just going to, like, jump into it. So, okay. how did you find the scandals? To be actually totally honest with you – I had a job for a short while back in 2017. Yeah, back in 2017. And there was a person at this job who was familiar with the scandals um, from their own work that they'd done. And he and I got kind of close, you know, messed around a little bit and eventually figured out. But he told me about the scandals and that's how I showed, uh, found out about them, actually. I showed up to conditioning in January 2018, knowing absolutely nobody for the first mm-hmm. time, had never even touched a rugby ball. I was very intimidated because it was very much not like me at all to just go meet a bunch of strangers to do a thing I've never done before by myself. Okay. So had you played any contact sports beforehand? Like before you joined the scandals? Um, yeah, I wrestled in high school. Can't really get Ooh. much more contact Ooh. than that. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I mean, I've played basketball my entire life. I mean, nice. I, basketball technically isn't a contact sport, but the way I play it, it tends to be. <laughs> I don't play dirty. I just, you know, I play in the post. Um, and I'm trying to think what other sports I've played in my life. Yeah, that's really about it. 
right. Awesome. And what, what made you stay? There's always a, there's always a stay. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's actually a really good question. Um, What made me stay actually was one of the main priorities I had when I joined the scandals was I wanted to meet a bunch of other gay men that didn't have anything to do with my job. Because at that point in time I was working in HIV. So like everyone that I knew who was a queer man in this area, I had met basically through work. So I was like, let me oh, be, okay. meet some friends that aren't related to my career in any capacity. Um, mm-hmm. And so I made a bunch of friends. Um, but specifically what made me keep coming back was Brandon and Josh. Uh, the two oh, of them okay. specifically, like mm-hmm. from day one, were like, oh no, you're, you're hanging out with us. And I was like, Aww. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no, Brandon is very much my sis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, like I developed a relationship with those two, a really good friendship. Um, and I just fell in love with playing the sport. Um, and turns out I'm kind of good at it. So, oh, yeah, yeah, she she flies, she <laughs> flies across the field, and yeah, and and she got locks, so she it, it's just pretty to watch her just like go like over back, back and forth. And yeah, you know. actually, it's funny, um, that you say that because I was watching me and my partner recently finished rewatching the MCU from beginning to end. Oh, and wow. It's the part in end game where uh, T'Challa tells Peter, give me the infinity gauntlet. I'll take care of this because you know, you have to trust a black person to do the job correctly. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was just like running past everybody, like knocking mm-hmm. through. Yeah. That very much was, is the energy I try and channel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, um, th- that's really funny. The way you, um, that that um that metaphor because um it was actually it was actually clint like that he said it was like it kind of like completed the loop you know they, they like they like to do the little tie-ins so mm-hmm. when black panther first met um hawkeye you know in, in civil war you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. clint's like hey like hey i'm clint and black panther's like i don't care i do not care <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. at the and then so like at the very end you know end end game Black Panther finally acknowledges um, Hawkeye's existence, but you know your version is way better. Like I, I would have much preferred <laughs> him say, Sp- "Spider Man, give me the gun." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would much prefer it. And frankly, I mean, if we want to be real about it, the real hero of the whole thing should have been Okoye because mm-hmm. something done right, you find a black woman to do it. Mm-hmm. Or don't do it herself, I should say. Um, yeah, I, I remember watching um, Black Panther the other day and like that scene where Nakia and Okoye were arguing in the room and you know, Okoye is like I took an oath to the throne and Nakia is like well, I'm going to go save my country I love that scene so much <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's, especially because like, yeah, I feel like in sci-fi action films specifically you don't very often see two dark-skinned women disagreeing with each other on yeah yeah that then that, that that's very interesting it's it, usually we, we, it's two black women in the same area it's like it's all about you know sisterhood but it's we we don't see a whole lot of you know like a clash that deep mm-hmm. it, it's very it was very important that we we have that 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 split in opinions because yeah okay okoye you know was you know you know she was vindicated and you know staying because she is the establishment of the country and, mm-hmm. and Nakia is a spy so she but her her job is different so you know as much as Okoye hated hated being um 
like under under the rule of Killmonger, you know, she had mm-hmm. to stay. Like some someone had to stay. So they you know they both had roles to play in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But um getting back to uh to rugby, um it's it, I love the fact that that you uh, mentioned Brandon and Josh. Like they're they're both black uh, like rugby players. Mm-hmm. The the assumption uh, that a lot of people have with rugby is that it's a pro- predominantly white sport, mm-hmm. and they are somewhat right. But we are very spoiled in DC because like the Scandals is arguably one of the most diverse teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Like I especially when I joined like about uh, almost about two years ago, um, I could literally count 10 black players like on my hands. And like that, that's not, that's not something you can say for a lot of other teams, which which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, no, you're very correct about that. I mean, like I have memories specifically of playing teams where, you know, it's us and then everyone else that we're playing is literally all white people. And like, it's not surprising that people have the impression that rugby is a predominantly white sport, right? Predominantly white sport because it was mm-hmm. developed in the British Isles, right? Like that's yeah. where white people are made. That in yeah. Scandinavia. <laughs> manufactured. Exactly. So like, it's not surprising, but also watching the rugby world cup this past year, like South Africa, the South African team obviously is about like, you know, half black, but the Irish team, which is like just won the rugby world cup was like a third black from what I could see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like the Fiji team is very predominant. is like very heavily uh, black. Like there are a lot of black ruggers in the world. So like, it's, it's annoying to once again, have to fight for representation in a space in which we already have it, but it's not acknowledged properly. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I feel that more black people should, switch to rugby if they want to play a, a contact sport. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically, I I know a lot of Black people who love football, who play football. And, of course, you know, Black people are, like, majority – like, they, they, run fo- they run football pr- pretty yeah, yeah. much uh, on, on the field, uh, rather. Yeah, exactly. And they are constantly taken advantage of. It, it doesn't matter how much money they make. Yeah. They are constantly t- taking advantage excuse me, taken advantage of and in a sport that is very dangerous. So like, exactly. yeah, r- r- rugby is dangerous, but the way, the way we make contact, we make contact with the shoulder. Like yeah. we, there is no, there's no head contact. So the, yeah. the, there's a, le- there's a lessened chance of getting a long-term mental, you know, mental disorder that like pe- people can't even, um, people can't even find out that you have until you pass away. Like yeah. there's, yeah. So it, you know, it, it would behoove a lot of, you know, black people to kind of switch on over to, to rugby. Cause like, we, yeah, we could run I this would, shit. I would, um, I would say that, especially in what you were just saying about, uh, you know, head injury and head contact, I would say actually, and a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but I would actually say that rugby is safer than American football specifically because we don't wear pads. And so, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of emphasis taught on how to tackle properly and also how to accept a tackle properly. Yes. Like, the way to fall to protect yourself when you're tackled. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I feel like with American football, it's like, oh, I have these pads on, I have a helmet, so I'm just going to, like, throw my body into this person as hard as I possibly can, and the pads will protect me, which isn't necessarily true. We see it all mm-hmm. the time. Whereas with rugby, it's... I'm going to make contact with my shoulder. I'm going to get this person on the ground and I'm going to get back into the next play. It's like, you can't really spend your time looking for the huge hit, um, both from like a safety perspective and from just a, uh, 
uh, uh, what is the word, flow of play perspective. Because the play yeah. is going to continue whether you're in the play or not. Just because you mm -hmm. made a tackle doesn't mean the play is over, you know? So, like, you can't really spend your time trying to, like, you know, debilitate somebody with yeah. a tackle. because yeah. And the play, yeah, the play keeps going. Still going, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's like, it's a combination of football and soccer. Like, the play doesn't stop unless the ball goes out of bounds. Mm -hmm. So you you can't just be going hard like throwing your body at people like for for <laughs> for all, all that all that time. Because mm -hmm. you're gonna get tired out easily. I I know because they, they only use me in like the, the they've been using me in like the last ten minutes of games like yeah. Uh That's yeah, gotta, like lo Lolo's great. We love the energy. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll work on your conditioning, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Valerie. We're, like we're we're slowly starting, like getting group conditioning together, but in, in very very small pods. Mm -hmm. People were still we're we're still unsure of when we will get back on the field, but mm -hmm. we are de definitely trying to like position ourselves in a, a, a place so that when, when we get the call, we'll be like, mm -hmm. all right, yeah, we up. Let's like let's go. Yeah, so, I mean, when I was captain, you know, the thing I would always say is, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, what, no, exactly. Yeah. So, and, I'm sorry, you had a question. Go for it. Yeah, what, um, how was your experience being captain? Um, it was pretty awesome. Um, I would do it again, actually, now that I'm far enough removed from it to have a really clear perspective on it. In the moment, it was really... Uh, overwhelming and like intimidating because at the time I didn't really know what I felt like was enough about how to play rugby and how to run a rugby team to really be able to properly accept the responsibility but it was bestowed upon me and I accepted it and I was like if my teammates can trust me with this and I should be able to trust me with this um and you know like kind of brag about myself a little bit there are a lot of factors that contribute to this but also that season that I captained, we brought home a second place and a third place trophy from a region, uh, from like the regional tournament for the. You better go off, go off, sis. <laughs> yeah, and like don't get me wrong, I had a lot of help. Like I had, you know, a lot of veterans that had my back, coaches, like all. It all sort of acquiesced at the perfect time, and mm -hmm. so I can't take complete credit for it. But I worked my ass off that season. That's for damn sure. Yeah, we we, we love it. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. So like my experience was pretty dope. Um, it definitely taught me a lot about myself in terms of, you know, I'm a lot more capable and powerful than I give myself credit for. And I try to apply that to mm -hmm. every facet of my life. Um, and it also taught me that I'm actually a much better rugby player than I thought I was. Um, yeah. I think it really boils down to like, you know, the thing about rugby is that it takes a while to learn, but when it all like sort of gels and coalesces, yeah. it all really finally makes sense. And it's just, it really is like a snap, like, oh my God, I get it. Yeah, and, I get it. And a large part of that is just operating with confidence. You know, like when mm -hmm. you make a decision, make the decision and then yeah. execute the decision. Because like feet. when you hesitate on a decision, that's when you end up making a mistake or somebody gets hurt. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, when you finally get that rhythm, like you you understand like the spacing, you understand mm -hmm. you, you have you have to stay with your pod, you have to create distance between you and and the scrum half and mm -hmm. um you know, and the and the fly half, like you 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 can't you can't be messing up the flow, but you also have to be right there when they need you. Exactly. And it it takes a while to get and it, it took it took me forever. When, when once I finally started getting it, I was able to help newer teammates all in the mm -hmm. field. Like like in, in the play, I'm like, yeah, you know, 
like one of the props is kind of like like Lynn Graham, like yo, all right, all right, you with me, you with me, mm-hmm. we're staying together, like exactly. we're pod and we're going, yeah, exactly. And yeah, like so. once you're able to pick up on it and realize what's happening and even start seeing things before they happen, that's when you can start making sure that your teammates are in the right position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you start calling shots like, Hey, you're in the wrong place. You come over here. You're coming with me. Let's go. You know? Mm-hmm. And just, Cause there's so much chaos that it really just sometimes takes someone other than the captains, just someone in your vicinity who knows what's going on to tell you, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is where you need to be. Come with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and literally he- what rugby looks like to me. Chaos. It is. Um, well, yeah, there's like a really old saying that it's a hooligan sport played by gentlemen. Okay, I like and that. And soccer is a gentleman sport played by hooligans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, it really is very much a hooligan sport played by gentlemen because I actually, there have been a lot of places in my life where I've had like problems with people that I regularly interact with from like a sports perspective, but I've mm-hmm. never met a rugger that I couldn't get along with. And, you know, we play a lot of teams of with people who, you know, politically we probably don't align. But at the very least, it's like, you played a good match, let me buy you a drink. Or like, hey, I'm sorry about that high tackle, let me buy you a beer. Yeah. It's oh. not like the the longest yard where the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the inmates are playing the guards. Exactly. <laughs> you got Nelly going, going up again against this giant, like, racist guard. Mm-hmm. Dropping the N where he's trying to read a book, like, bro, no. It's, it's not. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There have been some, for lack of a better word, scandals, you know, in the world of gay rugby. But yeah, we, for for the for the most part, we everyone pretty much gets along. What's your like? What are some of your top favorite moments, like in your rugby? Oh career? gosh. Okay, so number one, definitely. Um, and Lilo, I'm not actually, I actually don't remember whether or not you were at this match, so you'll have to remind me. But when we went to New York City to play, uh, no, nope, I was not in New York. Yeah, we went to New York City to play the Gotham Knights at MCU Park, which is the minor league baseball stadium at, on Coney Island. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, New York has a professional rugby team, uh, MLR, Major League Rugby, and it was like their first Pride Night. And so, uh-huh. us and the Gotham Knights, another IGR international gay rugby team, opened before this professional match. And I remember it went down to the last possession. We lost by one point. Um, it was a fantastic match. Um, I scored the first match. Actually, I scored the first try, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, um, yes. And uh, yeah, it was a fucking great night. Um, and honestly, number two, we played that same team again at said regional tournament that I mentioned earlier. And it was a shortened match, but I think the final in the match that we played them was so like 33 us, 13 them, and it was very satisfying. And at the third half, everyone got laid. <laughs> Honestly, I was probably asleep. <laughs> <laughs> everyone got laid to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's me. There we go. <sighs> um, so yeah, those are probably my, my top two favorite moments. Um, and then third, I would say, is unfortunately as painful as it, as it is, Losing that championship match at that uh, tournament in Columbus, it was just mm. God. It was so hard fought, and like we were all crying. Aww. Well, yeah, because I I had never experienced like that kind of intensity mm-hmm. in the sports before, and so uh-huh. like the match finished, and I'm just like like Valerie hugs me, and I'm just like sobbing because we just lost a championship by one possession. Oh, um, and so like 
Yeah, it was like the closest thing to like a professional sports fantasy that I'll ever live. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, and it was pretty damn fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, what's it like having your partner at your games? I, I, know, I know I know they're like worried sick about you just like oh shit. I mean he is worried sick about me but also he's getting drunk the entire time on the sideline with the other <laughs> uh, with the other supporters so like it's fun I like it because I have a des- I have a designated driver you know like he gets really drunk during the match then I get drunk after the match he's sober, so enough to drive me home to scoop me up off the bar floor cuz you know that's how I dole the pain love it <laughs> Um, but yeah, also it's like really nice to have him there just for the support. Um, he actually, yeah, we, I remember there was a match last season where we brought his mom with us too, cause she'd been like really clamoring to see a match and like meet all these people that I'm constantly talking about. And Mm -hmm. that was a great time. And like, I remember telling people ahead of time, like, Hey, my future mother-in-law is coming. Can y'all like, please just like, if you're going to talk about dicks, can you just go like 20 feet away, please? please." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, cause like. I don't want to admit it, but, like, we've been, we've gotten complaints from, like, you know, the City Park Commission before about, like, conversations that have been had on the sideline during matches. So, like, you know, I mean, because if, usually when we play, we're playing in a park. Okay. Like, you know, and they, there may be children within earshot. Oh, okay. And got so, it, you know, we have somebody over here who's talking about getting double fisted while there's a seven-year-old <laughs> trying to swing on the, on the swings. <laughs> It, that, you can't really have those in the same space. Understood. Maybe it was okay. a good thing that we we had to take a break because th- this summer would we would have been insufferable. <laughs> like oh. these families walking by. There's some holes in this house. There's oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, the warm up song would have been WAP, and there, there's nothing that could have been done about it. I mean, because like especially playing summer sevens, it's, it's swamp ass just all the time yeah so it, it really is like wet ass well it, it, we would have re- we would have replaced the p with a b obviously so. <laughs> yeah um beefaroni in a pot I hate that. <laughs> that is so gross God. i hate that <laughs> oh my god Chilling with Lolo. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> yeah, what about you? What was your experience? What has your experience been like? <sighs> it's it, it really has been life changing. So so in high school, I played soccer in ninth grade, and then I played football from tenth to twelfth. I didn't want to admit it to myself, but I was questioning my sexuality th- throughout high school, mm-hmm. and. Well, I, I played good enough for our, our little private school team. I, I, I played well enough to stay on the team and start sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, there, was always, there was always that huge level of homophobia, queerphobia. And um, while I was always, like, I was always, like, civil and I was kind of cool with my teammates, there was always that disconnect. There was really only one teammate that I'm – that I was cool with that I was friends with and we're still we're still friends like to this day we 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 still we still talk online like we're still cool but yeah it was always this disconnect there was always some something missing like yeah like we're, we're you know we're cool we're glad you're on the team well some are glad, glad we're on the team but it, I I didn't really feel a, a sense of community because once you know once the games were over we would go people would go you know have 
you know, their, their parties or, or whatever. And I mean, I was invited to a few, but I always just felt, I always felt awkward. I was awkward in high school mm-hmm. and I, I was very insecure with myself. So I really never allowed myself to get caught up in, in that position to even like further embarrass myself because I, at the time I didn't exactly know who I was. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I'm, I'm deep within, you know, I'm deeply secured in my sexuality but I'm, I'm broke. I am living on my aunt's couch in the basement, just, just very frustrated with how my life was going. I, it had been a couple months since I graduated college and I wasn't you know, making, like I, I, I was broke. I didn't have like that, that job that I thought I was going to get mm-hmm. um, out, of, um, out of work. And I was working in uh, restaurants a lot and if you've ever worked in the restaurant industry, it, it's cutthroat. Like people are like, people are assholes. It's just, and you kind of have to carry yourself a certain way. It's like, it gets, it's kind of worse because you're in the real world. I'm a large guy. I'm a large dark skinned black guy. So when somebody says something, I can't always necessarily snap back because of how I may be perceived. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of, a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustrations, like, pent up um and that you know that that kind of, that kind of threw me into like even even deeper dep- a depression but um the 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 good part about it was that um I'm not going to name the restaurant I was in but I was I was at at the host stand because I I had been demoted because I fucked up a table and um Frankie Wolf like Frankie Milano just, just happened oh, yeah. to walk in and and he was wearing a scandals t-shirt and I showed him to his table and I asked him, Hey, like, like I had heard about the scandals. Like I looked them up once. I looked the, I looked y'all's website up once and then I completely forgot about it for months. And I, I was just so frustrated. So angry. Like I was like, I need an outlet for all this frustration or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do something at work that I'm, I'm going to regret. And mm-hmm. like, so he was like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the scandals. There's this rugby run 101. It it just so happened that the rugby 101 was that very day. And oh, it was it was like right after, like I got off work. So well, it, it was already going on, but I think I, I was like maybe thirty, twenty or thirty minutes late. But I I still showed up. Mm-hmm. I was in a polo, and khaki shorts, and like the, the those like those like cheap polo sneakers, like the flat sneakers, yeah. like the, the, the dress, dress sneakers. I, I was doing drills in that. And I, it reminded me of football mm-hmm. in high school. And I, I, when I was there, I, I met Dom, uh, like mm-hmm. Dom, Dom Walker. Yeah, I love her. Uh, he, one of my closest friends now, like we, mm-hmm. I, I was just at his house wa- watching Netflix yet, like just yesterday. And I, I felt uh, I felt at home because you know, we were doing the same contact stuff like I was, we were doing in high school, but it, it's safer. Uh, there's no ego involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority of people here are queer, and like we're and I really felt that sense of family, and, yeah. you know, and we, we are all able to just be ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed that. I. Um, I, I've had a, a, like a, a couple struggles because like I, I I did feel very you know insecure at the beginning because like yeah like I said I, I was broke as hell I I have no I, I even have no shoes for the first season that 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 first season when like y'all saw me like I was in um, sneakers that I bought like maybe like six months ago so the shit was like ran like ran the fuck now but <laughs> I was still 
I was still doing drills that I got. I was still trucking people in like these small, small issues. And like, yeah, Brandon said it. It's like, yo, like once he gets some cleats, like he, he's gonna be a problem. And yeah, you know, I finally got yeah, cleats. Yeah, he was at right. The, <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the very end of that season, I played one game and I was like, yo, scared out of my mind. Scared out of my mind. But mm-hmm. it, it was fun. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with this. So I, I stayed, I stayed with the team. And then you know, afterwards, like we play, we go, we get free, free drinks. We had food, and then people were just like chilling, like yeah, free mm-hmm. free drink, free alcohol, free hole. I loved all of it. It was beautiful, <laughs> and yeah, I I've just been yeah. It was it, it was just like a, a it's a fun experience, and yeah, it y'all have really inspired me to kind of incorporate um, like this type of companionship and like my further like creative endeavors like what yeah. like so like whatever i do like i i have a dream of like making a show like um kind of like orange is the new black but with like gay rugby and like people are not in jail but kind of that camaraderie like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah. i don't have any money to invest but if i did i would invest in the show yeah because yeah. i would love to watch that yeah that'd be dope but yeah oh but oh yeah real real quick not real quick but let's we gonna move parlay because we got we gotta we gotta cover some topics here at big boy brunch so mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite fandoms oh goodness uh like current or like yeah what ifs what ifs okay i'm starting to dig deep back into teenage years which i don't necessarily want to do um favorite fandom so i'm obviously like i mentioned earlier a huge mcu fan um i also actually am a pretty big fan of dc like, I feel like people are always arguing about Marvel versus DC. And I'm like, I like both. Hey, no, like, like just why can't like, we just like both? Yeah, the, 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 the little, the little uh, Mexican girl, like, why can't we have both? <laughs> exactly. Like, por que no los dos? And also, like, to be honest, I feel like DC does a better job with its black heroes than Marvel does. But that's a different conversation for a different day, I feel like. Yeah, we were we were on. Yeah, DC was on the diversity train way earlier mm-hmm. than, than Marvel. Like, you know, start yeah. with... Like stat with Static Shock with yeah. Green Lantern in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah and also like, I mean Marvel honestly still it still could do better about it too because the Russo brothers nerfed the absolute fuck out of Wanda Maximoff girl and also killed Black Widow for really no good girl. but we're not gonna get anyway other fandoms I actually have recently started watching WWE again. Ooh. I, so I grew up. Yeah, I grew up a huge WWE fan. And Same. I remember there was, Oh, we, we, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no. like, I'm talking like Attitude Era. Like, is that's how, that's where I got in my intro. Like, my Raw brother, is war. Yeah, like, me and my brother <laughs> used to play video games together all the time. And I would always have to be Matt Hardy, and he would always get to be Jeff Hardy. And I was like, why do you always get to be Jeff Hardy? Because uh, <laughs> I fucking said so. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what older brothers are like. Um, so yeah, like I'm a pretty big fan of WWE slash WWF back when that was a thing. Let me think. I'm I honestly I wasn't prepared for those questions. Like, oh well, like, what you were um you said you were playing video games before we we got on. So mm-hmm. what, what were you playing? WWE 2K19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's the first one I've played since like SmackDown versus Raw, like 2012 or whatever. Uh huh. Like what something. Yeah, wait, like way yeah. way back when um actually kind of like it yeah i literally spent the past like two days creating a wrestler and it's actually really nice too because i can finally acknowledge that wrestling is really fucking homoerotic and i can a character for myself in a video game that i can make as gay as i want him to be Mm -hmm. and i don't have to worry about my dad looking over my shoulder you know what i mean (laughs) like it's really nice being an adult with my own 
shit in my own yeah. state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way the Uso brothers could just... <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen, I remember the first time I saw Kofi Kingston and I was like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> I was like, I don't... Like, ooh. Actually, I have, I'm just going to say it. I learned what a wet dream was because of Kofi Kingston. Hmm. Yeah. I love his small chested ass. Listen. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 good shit. Yeah. I um, even liked um I've I liked for a while I liked Bray Wyatt because like I granted I was still I was still closeted. So I mm-hmm. I low key had a crush on Bray Wyatt and then like I I was very I my WWE, you know, like regimen was very limited so but like when i saw him i i, I love watching bray wyatt like this you know i yeah cute you know cute dude with, with the beard and all that stuff and then mm-hmm. I, I um i stopped i stopped watching for a couple of years and i you know went back just to check to see how bray wyatt was doing and this and this white boy has dreads so i'm just like oh god oh god oh god how okay. do i <laughs> say goodbye but no but there's what what the, the um i forget the dudes um the niggas on the fucking Cereal box. I forget New the day. name. New yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Like Kofi Kingston is one of them. They're dope. They're fucking yeah, dope. They are. And dope. they're and I'm also I'm 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 seeing more black women. Yeah, like, they're like dark skin black, black black female yeah. wrestler like Naomi. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like I was actually talking to my partner uh, before he left to go to the grocery store not too long ago about the fact mm-hmm. that like the women's division in the WWE versus what it is now versus when I was like eight and I was watching it entirely different i'm like there's like a whole women's royal rumble now there's like women's only Mm pay-per-views like several different kinds of championships within the women's division women's women of different sizes within the women's division Uh like so you got like big girls and you also got like tiny girls and the same Mm -hmm. like it's so different now than what it was when i was a kid i might have to start watching appreciate it yeah i actually wanted to be a professional wrestler when i was a very young child um, same up until up until when i was about maybe 11 and i uh-huh. never got the opportunity for reasons that i can tell the story if you want to but it's not a good one all right let, let, maybe next next time maybe next yeah, time. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but moving right along switching gears but re- real quick what are some of your favorite brunch foods french toast eggs benedict mimosa preferably a mimosa that's like a glass of champagne and somebody walked past it holding an orange <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, I also really like an Irish coffee. I feel like Irish coffee is very underappreciated, but I also drink mm. a lot of whiskey. So, what's an Irish co- coffee? Irish it's... coffee is like a coffee with Bailey's, and if you're feeling crazy, a touch of whiskey. A touch, so like three shots. Yeah, no, like a Sandra <laughs> Lee pour. Yeah, <laughs> just just a touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the brunch foods am I a big fan of? I also like really love a like a granola fruit and yogurt bowl. Love it. Um, I feel like it's really underappreciated. I would never go to a restaurant and order one because I can make that myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then like right. anything that's like chilaquiles or a breakfast burrito, anything like that. Oh, yeah. So, so, so delicious. Menu. Right. Yeah, we love it. Well, this has been really awesome. I, I, I hate to, um, you know, I, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. <laughs> but. <sighs> Um, but, um, yeah, MJ, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at where the Joe's at, where the Joe's at. It's a pun. Give it a second. (laughs) Um, it is a private account though. So I will look to see if you're not a bot before I add you. (laughs) 
love it. Love it. Uh, thank you, MJ, so much for, for coming through and for uh, talking me. rugby. Um, more black people should play rugby. Well, of course, when, when all of this mess is over, but yeah. yeah when yeah. Whoever's left after the apocalypse, <laughs> definitely play rugby. <laughs> Honestly, I wish that I hadn't gotten brought back from the... Uh, from when the Hulk snapped to bring us back. I was like, <laughs> put me back in the soul stone. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we were perfectly, I was perfectly fine in like the, the Dyson canister. I was cozy. <laughs> <laughs> the Dyson canister. <laughs> I hate you. All right, I'll talk to y'all later. All right. All right, yeah. right, right we're we going to take a little break, pay some bills, not really, and we'll be right back. Don't date these niggas till you're 43. Sorry, I had to say it again. (laughs) Message always hits. All right, and we're back. We're back to scrape the plate. I'm going to let Dre go first. What you got? All right, so I'm going to quickly talk about something. Um, John Leguizamo said that he is going to boycott boycott the Emmys um, because there are no Latino um, nominees. Uh, he said Not that, this dude on this shit again. Look, I was like, I thought you gave it up, but whatever. Mm. Um, he said, oh, I'm going to boycott the Emmys because there are no Latino um, nominees. He called it cultural apartheid. Now, listen, let me tell you something. For some reason, um, <laughs> people love to invoke things that have to do with Black folks to talk about um, discrimination, and I'm really tired of it. Cultural apartheid? Shut the fuck up, John. Like, you've lost your damn mind. What? Apartheid? Bitch, over an Emmy? Nomin- anyway. Um, God. I just really want to punch niggas in the face sometimes, and John's face is looking very punchable. Anyway, <laughs> he said that he wanted to boycott the Emmys because there's no Latino, like the next representation. Someone pointed out that one of his uh, Black uh, Latinx uh, co-stars got nominated, but he's not really talking about, he's clearly not talking about Negroes. He's talking about light, fair-skinned, close-to-white Latinx people. And really, this really speaks to a bigger thing where when folks talk about Latinx representation um, in the media or whatever, they say that there's so little, but the fact is that there are so many Black Latinx people that you don't even know about because they aren't really saying it as much as you think or they not, not as much as you want them to, um, but also because y'all don't really consider them to be Latinx because they are Black. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, it's tired. It's annoying seeing folks... Uh, bring up this point. Uh, it's even more annoying when folks try to um, shit on black folks uh, to like bring up, you know, their culture or their race. It's like for some reason, white folks have convinced uh, other people of color that in order to bring themselves up, they have to make black folks look and seem ridiculous. And I'm really tired of it. Um, and by the way, the 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 um the his co-star that I'm talking about uh, was Jarrell Jerome. He won an Emmy. John Leguizamo was in When They See Us. By the way, uh, oh my yeah. god, 
Right. Jarrell Jerome is a whole Dominican. So whatever. He didn't want to, he, you know, he's not really considering Jarrell Jerome because Jarrell Jerome is openly black. He's black. I said openly black. <laughs> anyway. Openly black. But um, tiring, tiring, constantly hearing fair-skinned, light uh, Latinx people talk about the lack of Latinx representation when there are so many Black Latinx people in media, in Hollywood. But y'all do not, y'all do not, y'all aren't talking about them because they are Black. So I wish y'all, I wish that so many Latinx people would say with their chest that when they talk about Latinx representation, they are talking about everybody but Negroes. Just say it. Say it with your chest. Thank you. That's all I have to say. Apartheid. So cultural apartheid. So you're if you using don't suck my dick. So you're using an event in time in in South Africa, um, a time where co- white colonizers straight up pushed black people out of their own shit, and then put all these restrictive laws on them so like like apartheid is specifically targeted against black people and you you want to co co-opt that that struggle like that that whole like that whole event to suit white latinx people like do do you do you not hear yourself like getting nominated for enemy emmys you are you have Ap- lost like apart so you want to <laughs> These people are losing it. People because you know if he, you know if he had said like a cultural like Holocaust, motherfuckers would have been looked at him sideways. They would have been in his ass, okay? But no, Let's grab like apartheid because you know it's, it's, it was because you know it has to do with black folks. So who cares? Oh my god, who cares? I need I need him to just hush, hush <laughs> your mouth. That would be perfect. Like in the words of Missy Elliott, quiet. Hush your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, th- th- thank you for that. Cause good God, to piss me the fuck off. All right, for real. Moving right along. Six months after emergency medical worker Brianna Taylor was shot dead by police in her home, the city of Louisville has agreed to a major settlement with Taylor's family in a wrongful death lawsuit. The settlement includes a twelve million dollar payout for the family, along with an array of police reforms. Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher announced at a press conference Tuesday. I cannot begin to imagine Ms. Palmer's pain, and I am deeply, deeply sorry for Brianna's death, Fisher said, referring to Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer. The death of Taylor, a 26-year-old Black woman, was among several police shootings across the country that have galvanized the Black Lives Matter movement and a nationwide push for police reform and racial justice. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump called the $12 million settlement historic, but also called for the officers involved in Taylor's death to be held criminally accountable. We won't let Breonna Taylor's life be swept under the rug, Crump said. Protesters have for months demanded that the officers be charged, and several celebrities have joined their calls for justice. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is investigating the officers' actions, but has declined to offer a timeline for a potential charging decision. Speaking Tuesday, Tamika Palmer called for the officers involved to be charged. As significant as today is, it's only the beginning of getting full justice for Brianna, Palmer said. Attorney Lanita Baker called the settlement tremendous, 
but called it only a portion of a multi-layered push for justice for Taylor. She said the financial settlement would have been non-negotiable without significant police report, excuse me, reform. And that's what we were able to do here today. Fisher said the reforms call for the department to retain social workers to aid officers on certain response calls, require officers to be randomly drug tested once a year, and include measures to incentivize officers to live and volunteer in the communities they serve. So yeah, obviously I'm I'm happy for Breonna Taylor's family that they finally got some sort of of compensation, uh, some some form of restitution. Um, obviously, twelve million dollars cannot bring back the life of Breonna Taylor, but it 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 is is definitely something. It um, I'm, I'm glad they, they were able to receive that money. However, I'm just tired of these high profile cases ending in these these big payouts but the people who committed the crime are just left like they they can just move on with their lives yeah there is literally no there's no accountability and that 12 million dollars is not coming from the um, police department it's coming from taxpayers dollars so like what like what what was even the point like it's like like we we can be happy that they got this money but we can also keep pushing for the defunding of police the reallocating of police money to different outlets in the community and eventually the uh, dissolving of like police departments as a whole because it it has been shown that social workers are exponentially better at de-escalating situations than police. I have a friend, um, shout out to Susie. She works in Chicago um, as a social worker. And, you know, she, she goes through a, a great deal of of emotional and and fit like physical trauma during a a day. Um, Like she, she has, in many instances, she has to go to people's houses and de-escalate situations. And sometimes things get violent. And um, sometimes um, um, she she gets uh, seriously hurt. But at the end of the day, everyone involved in these in these issues, whether it's like a dom- like it's domestic dis- dispute involving uh, abusive partners, abusive abusive parents, um, negligent parents. Um, Social workers have been proven that they, they can um, they can enter a situation and everyone comes out of it alive. Like there are certain um, there there are there are select cities across America that have um, in, um, to, that have a teams of social workers um, who are like well like well trained um, like so social work workers. Therapists, people like people who have actually sit down and like like were, have gone to cl- school for this for for years to train to de-escalate situations um, to better the um, to better the community. Um, all who like who can do this better than cops who are get out of training in a fraction of the time and are given a gun. And this huge ego 
Like it's it, it. I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like, like what is the like? Why do cops need guns? Like, like why? Like you you bring a gun into a situation that that's you're already escalating it. E- even yeah. if he doesn't even draw it, the fact that cop even has has a gun, yeah, is is an escalation. So and. Yeah, I'm ran. I'm I'm just some random dude on the internet, like talking talking shit. But like, I feel like there there wouldn't there wouldn't be this this huge level of crime if if just there were different outlets for people to um express to like vent not only vent their frustrations, but if there are just more opportunities in general. If um, if there were more job opportunities, if if there if there were more um, community gardens, if yeah, if there were more if 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 mental health care was taken seriously in marginalized um, areas, yeah. it like it wouldn't snowball to the fact where to where you feel like you need to use excessive force to deal deal with something. And yeah. Brianna would still be here if yeah. cops had just de- knew how to dis- de-escalate the situation without without it coming to pulling pulling a gun. And just and just oh, just it, it's just very frustrating. Like yeah, you all of these different stories. It it never gets easier to talk about. It's just yeah. Ho- hopefully we push for hopefully one day um the like, things get better. Not well not one day. It's not going to be like one day. It's it's gradual change. Mm-hmm. So, but it 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 all it all involves like getting rid of the idea that we need cops to come in and save us because we don't, we don't need that shit. Like they will yeah. like, I'll never see a cop in my entire life. Oh my God. Can you imagine I'm like 68 and I can just walk down the street and not see Ooh. a cop. Amazing. That, that would be wonderful. But off that. You know, one of my friends brought up this like point that so often that black death is so profitable because like yeah people like there are people who like you look at George Floyd's family you look at Breonna Taylor's family right mm-hmm. their families most likely would never see that amount of money from the GoFundMe and from like the settlements in their lives mm-hmm. like a black person dying made it so that they can see that level of money and it's so wild to me that like you would never see that type of money in your life, but in your death, here it is. Someone has to die for people to care about the well-being of black people. Like it's ugh, it's gross. Like it's yeah. it's so damn gross. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving right along. Um, so, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Demore Firebrand, who in her 80s became a legal, cultural, and feminist icon, died Friday. Uh, this story is from NPR. The Supreme Court announced her death, saying the cause was complications from metastatic cancer of the pancreas. The court, in a statement, said Ginsburg died at her home in Washington, D.C., surrounded by family. She was 87. Chief Justice John Roberts said, our nation has lost a justice of historic stature. We at the Supreme Court have lost a cherished colleague. Today we mourn, but with confidence that future generations will remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we knew her, a tireless and resolute champion of justice. Architect of the legal fight for women's rights in the 1970s, Ginsburg subsequently served 27 years on the nation's highest court, 
becoming its most prominent member. Her death will inevitably set in motion what promises to be a nasty and tumultuous political battle over who will succeed her. And it thrusts the Supreme Court vacancy into the spotlight of the presidential campaign. Just days before her death, as her strength waned, Ginsburg dictated this statement to her granddaughter, Clara Sparrow. My most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. But she knew what was to come. Ginsburg's death will have profound consequences for the court and the country. Inside the court, not only is the leader of the liberal wing gone, but with the court about to open a new term, the chief justice no longer holds the controlling vote in closely contested cases. Though Roberts has a consistently conservative record in most cases, he has a split from fellow conservatives in a few important ones this year, casting his vote with liberals, for instance, to protect at least temporarily the so-called dreamers from deportation by the Trump administration, to uphold a major abortion precedent, and to uphold bans on large church gatherings during the coronavirus pandemic. But with Ginsburg gone, there is no clear court majority for those out. Oh, God. All of all of this is just very, very, very st- stressful. Yeah. Without her, um, it, it's like it's gonna lean very, very red, mm-hmm. and just like twenty twenty just keeps piling on blows. So Maybe. it's and I it, and it, it's, the fact that Mitch McConnell made a statement the day man she fuck died. him Ooh. fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck his whole family. Fuck the privileged white horse he 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 tried to in on. Like fuck his damn shoes. Like, All of fuck that. It, fuck his turkey neck. Fuck his tur- <laughs> fuck his turtle face. Like 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 <laughs> fuck his digestive system. All like, of it. Like fuck anyone who ever loved him. Because if you ever loved Mitch McConnell, you a fucking bitch. Um, Period. Like <laughs> why the fuck? Like mm. you you know what? I, I have this. Um, I have this theory uh, mm-hmm. that, like, uh, the reason these evil motherfuckers, like, don't, like, don't be, like, you know, beating their maker um, before, like, these good, like, you know, these good, like, great people who are actually doing some shit in the world is because they really don't have, like, they don't really care. And if if you actually, like, for, for people who are actually aware, who actually are tuned in to all of the different issues that plague this world, it stresses you out. Yes. And especially people who are, whose job it is primarily to, to solve these problems in the world. So, like, it's, yeah. it's so much, and then um, trying to appeal to people who don't give a fuck. So these people who are, try, who are busy trying to make the world a better place for for everyone, like they're stressed the fuck out because they, they every single day they're arguing with people who just won't who just won't get on fucking board. But no, yep. but the fucking evil people they like they don't give a fuck. Like nope. oh you know it, it, it's it's whatever. Like they, from their perspective things are fine. Yeah, like they, they things are like things are going great for them. So like they, be they, no no sweat off my back. They just get moving like there's really you know to be. Um, you know, to be conscious, uh, I mean, I'm granted, like, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg isn't black. I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm shifting a little bit, but yeah, but to, but, you know, to be, to be black and conscious is to be in a state of rage 24 seven. Yeah. But I, I can, um, I, I can say that but people who are constantly trying to do better, excuse me, who are trying to make the world a better place, 
um, mm-hmm. for, for everyone. Like the, these issues are on their mind and they, and like, you know, and this woman had a much better understanding of all the, the political inner, work, inner workings like than I did. So you can tell, so you know, and she, and she's been doing this for decades. So, you yeah. know, like she, like she's stressed out like constantly. Cause like all, like all this is happening and you know, she's like had, yeah, had being, had, excuse me, had a huge uphill battle, like being a woman in, in politics like yeah, and she and she's been fighting like since since like the seventies. So, yeah. you know, she like a fighter, a fighter till the end. You know, like you, um, you know, she she has said some things that I I did like disagree yeah. with. You know, she she um, you know I I looked at her sideways when she uh, criticized uh, Kaepernick's um, yes. kneeling protest, but mm-hmm. you know, but all in all, you know, she you know really like you know. Yes, a power powerful woman, you know, um, you know, and she, you know, really was like good, and yeah. you know, she just like at 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 her at her core, and it, it's really, um, it, it's going to you know, suck, like the rest the rest of the year is going to be just so goddamn stressful, like you know, and it um it and it, it sucks that we had to, it sucks that we had to put all of our faith in into like this this 87 year old woman who is right. like on, on her, on her way out, you know, like, every, like every single story we, we found like, like that drops of like her going, uh, going into the hospital. Cause she had to have like some, some procedure. Like we were like freaking out, like, no, oh my God, protect her. Cause she, you know, just like, she didn't even have, a, didn't even have a chance to, to rest. Like right. she, she's, she's getting these procedures done. And then when she's read, when then, you know, when she's um, well enough, she's getting, getting back in like, She's back in the office, like like fight, fighting for um, the rights of of American people. So it's just yeah. like, damn. Um, so rest in power to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some shit ahead of us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, so, sorry y'all. Yeah. So, so, sorry y'all. Right. That, that's that's kind of that, that's all I got today for <laughs> for yeah. Big Boy Brunch. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, and yeah, I, I usually, I, I'm not this, like, pro, like, um, electoral process, but yeah, um, find out where your, your local voting, voting booth is, and go on over there, and drop yeah. your vote in. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think I'd be doing this ever, but to, but tomorrow, I'm meeting with my teammates, as uh, as we talked about earlier. I'm meeting with MJ. I'm meeting with like, a bunch of um, m- bunch of other scandals, and we are writing postcards to swing states, um, trying trying to you know convince convince people to to vote because like it, it just really stresses me out. It's like I I, uh, I, I remember. I remember when I had when I was living with uh, a conservative family during college, Oof. and they would constantly criticize Obama for you know doing, for like literally everything he did. And Obama was no saint. Let me let me let me not even front like front like he was, but it was just like you know he didn't. There's send, a difference with criticizing country, someone yeah, for and, their policy and yeah. them being black. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, them and them being black, and it was just like. He was president for eight years and didn't cause a damn a whole ass pandemic and shit. Like it was like not like there's like, a clear difference. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like Trump. Trump is president 
for one term, Bruh. and he and he he gets the whole country shut down. Like this, is I, I would I would love to go back to that family again and be like, okay, so it is shit better now now that Obama's <laughs> not president anymore. <laughs> like, is is this what you wanted? Like, come on, like. Cause he 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 set a whole plan aside for this shit like happening. Like he 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 set a contingency plan. He had a yeah. whole team and talk to this nigga. And, talk and, to him and about the red, it. And the red president like kicked that shit out. Was like, no, yeah. I'm just gonna handle it myself. I knew yeah. knew knew that the coronavirus was it. deadly. Yep, and, just, and, and, did, and did little to shit to contain it. He just let people die. 200,000 people. An exponentially larger number than the amount of people who passed away on September 11th. Yep. And what what is killing me is that like the heads, the people who are running this country had the money, had the money to have everyone just stay at home. Yep. Have everyone like stay at home. Just pay pay them to stay at home and stay in their houses. But no, motherfuckers got one check for twelve hundred. They 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 just passed a, an emergency like extension to the unemployment benefits, and it's only for certain states. Only for certain states, yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, like we 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 gotta we gotta make something shake in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Give me a second. Or um, mail mail in. Well, I I I'm specifically going to um, like my registered polling place because um, yeah, I, I I just like I I've done it like I've done it twice already. It's like I, I voted in. Um, yeah, I, I voted blue last term. Yeah, I, I, I've always voted. I voted for Hillary, and then I voted for I I voted for Hillary last term. Voted for Obama term before that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've always just done it in in person, because yeah, just, I, I I don't feel yeah, I don't feel safe just putting my vote in the mail even bef- even before they were snatching mailboxes off the street. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is. Our, that is our show. Uh, Dre, where can they find you? Yes, you all can find me on Twitter at Exhibit Dre and on Instagram at Exhibit underscore Dre. You can find me on Twitter at the Joan and Jonine. That's at T-H-E-J-O-A-N-I-N-J-O-N-I-N. You can find me on Instagram at L-O um, underscore four. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, not Facebook because we've given up on that. Uh, we're working on an email um, where you you can send your listener questions. But uh, for now, please send your listener questions to our D- DMs yeah. on on either Instagram or Twitter. Um, we'd love to read read it for y'all. Um, ne- next time we pl- plan to do a a double feature review, um, it, which which will be fun. Um, yeah. yeah. The five bloods, not not the five nuts. Sorry, <laughs> the five bloods and antebellum. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So 
All right, y'all. Take care. Check, please. I'm starving. Me too. Like, God and I just damn. started to get hungry, like, toward the end of the show. Literally. Like, literally. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah. I'm going to go get right. something. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a girl. I have. I was. Li- I was literally looking through Uber Eats as you were talking. <laughs> like, what are you getting? Like, I don't know. I. Uh-huh. I kind of want. I kind of want wings, but like I've gotten like Wingstop has this thing where you can like you can get tenders tossed, but like they, there's no there's no like Wingstop. It, it's not on Uber Eats. I may have to download Doorstop. Mm-hmm. Not Doorstop. DoorDash. You are really hungry. <laughs> I get it. DoorDash. Wait, let me let me look. Where where is um <laughs> not doorstop? <laughs> wing wing stop. Wing stop. You know what sounds good no, to me? The, the closest wing stop is like less than it's less than four miles. So I don't understand so why. So why are they no one there? That's yeah. so funny. Uber Eats is weird. They they don't right. take certain like I'm gonna have to download doorbell to get not doorbell. <laughs> Wait, I, no, I, I said it right that time. You said doorbell. No. Is that DoorDash. DoorDash. <laughs> you know what sounds good to me? Bonchon. I want some Korean fried chicken. Yo, I was looking at that. I, I, I might, I might just save myself the download and get. Um, um, also, that crunch. Uh, also, TikTok is is getting removed um, on Sunday. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, I have, I, and right. I'm not updating it. So yeah, yeah I have. Yeah. Yo, um, this country is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, all right, um, but yeah, thank thank you for another episode. I'll talk. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Um, send me the link or whatever once you once you get Antebellum. Um, okay. Um, I might get Bonchan or I might yeah I might download Doormat or something. Um, but all right. What I said it right that time. No, nigga, stop playing. Okay. All right. <laughs> Take care. All right. Later. <laughs>